Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Welcome back to another edition of Loyalty Live. As you know, in this series, we talk to the leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology, trends, and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, uh, personalized engagement, but most importantly, customer loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ned Moore. Ned is the Chief Executive Officer at Clutch. Ned, how are you today? Great, Mark. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, good to have you on. Um, when we start these off, we'd like to learn a little bit about uh, the person we're speaking to, your role, your background. So uh, I always like to start with a little personal touch. So can you share us a little about uh, yourself, uh, your role at the company, and kind of a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO. I have two other co-founders with me. Our Dan Guy, our chief technologist who runs product and tech, and Andy O'Dell, who runs strategy and sales and partnerships. And uh, I basically try to stay out of the way and let the team do what they're good at. Uh, but, you know, my role is just trying to help with strategy and figure out where we're going and how we how we really deliver the solutions we want to deliver, you know, with the team. So uh, my background is I've been doing technology startups my whole career. This is my fifth one. I'm starting to date myself here. So uh, but uh, in the 90s and through 2000s, uh, you know, all software, all SaaS, all database, all kind of all around data and how to manage data and get more value out of it. So it's right in our sweet spot here at Clutch. Okay, great. Well, fun fact. Uh, we always like to get a fun fact about someone, something unique. Well, I'm not that fun, but uh, try to yeah. come up with something. So uh, do you have a passion? Do you like uh, certain sports scenes, hockey uh, we were talking about well, earlier? Or? Um, believe it or not, I'm an alumni of the Philadelphia Boys Choir. So I traveled the world singing choral music uh, back when I was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. Uh, putting on red blazer on and 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 doing our thing. It's it's a phenomenal organization here in Philly. It's still around and uh, taught me a lot about the world when I was at a very impressionable age. So uh, um, if you're in town, you should check them out. <laughs> Goosebumps okay, <great>. are guaranteed. <laughs> Perfect. Well, um, uh, good to know that uh, you used to be a great singer and probably still uh, can uh, carry two. No, no, it's been a lot of cigars between now and then. So I don't don't ask me to sing anything right now. Okay, good. <laughs> um, can you give us a brief overview of your company, what you do, how you do it, maybe the industries you work with? Yeah, sure. So, hey, we're, we're in the next generation loyalty business, market orchestration. So we really want to use you know customers' first party data and loyalty data to really help them create better connections with their customers. Uh, and, and loyalty, as you know, in the B2C world is kind of the linchpin around collecting data and figuring out what we can understand and know about our customers using data. So, um, you know, that's what we're here to do is help our customers create a better experience for their customers and, and keep them engaged and connected to the brands. Um, and the industry we serve, we serve several industries. We're, we're in the restaurant industry, we're in the grocery business, we're in hospitality, we're in retail. Um, so we kind of are, are pretty horizontal when it comes to which verticals we look at. Uh, we do a little bit in healthcare, uh, but um, you know, that's kind of who we are and what we're here to do. Um, Ned, one of the things that we love to get uh, when we talk with people is uh, understanding how they define certain terms. Uh, customer loyalty is very important to uh, us as an industry. Uh, you know, what does customer loyalty mean to you? How do you define it as an organization? And most importantly, what does it mean to the, the clients that you work with? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think that it's one of those terms, loyalty, right, where I think people look at it differently and it means different things to different uh, groups, companies, marketers, and what have it. So, we think about loyalty in a way that's very non-binary. <clears throat> and I think a lot of the market thinks about it as binary, right? You're either part of the loyalty program or you're not. You know, let's make them a loyal customer. And that's kind of like a binary end. 
And we think of it more of a, of, a, of a continuum, right? We think every customer is loyal in some regard. It's just what's their level of loyalty to the brand. So we kind of think about it in terms of a journey and in terms of how do we continue to make better connections with those customers to make them more loyal and up the scale. Um, so we look at it as a process, number one. Number two, we really think of it as a two-way street, right? It's a loyalty, something, you know, an interpersonal relationship that's earned, right? So how does the brand earn, continue to earn that loyalty and uh, with their customers. And, and I think a lot of our brands look at it that way, that, hey, we're in business to service our customers and how we continue to do that in a better way so that they want to be loyal to our brand. So I think those are the real two kind of maybe different ways that we look at things as opposed to like just a binary, you're either loyal or you're not, you know, it's how do we move you across the journey? What is the biggest challenge and potentially the biggest opportunity that you see today in customer loyalty? What are the biggest challenges? You know, it's really, we think there's kind of a few key challenges uh, today, and it's much different. The, the market has really evolved. You know, when we founded the company in two th- 2013, we would have co- conversations with potential customers, and they'd say, Why would we pay you anything for our existing customers or our customers? You know, we want new customers. And now that's kind of left the building. Like people really understand that we need to use our data, get insights, and really figure out how we continue to deliver for our existing customer base. Um, So when you think about the challenges today, there's really kind of a few key challenges centered around technology, mostly. And, you know, one of them is that we see is the constant, um, the constant need to update core systems, right? So we have to upgrade our POS system, we have to upgrade our order management, our inventory systems, and the companies that can be nimble and also implement, implement loyalty and market orchestration solutions that also keep in mind the customer are the ones that we think are going to be a little more successful in the long run. You know, I mean, a, P- a point of sale upgrade for a customer is really not necessarily, you know, a lot of them don't care about the point of sale system upgrade unless it does something for them. And um, so that's one of the challenges. How do you kind of compete with a lot of these core system kind of things that need to be done to upgrade kind of legacy technologies? I think the second one is integration and connectivity. There's a, there's a lot of vendors out there who run kind of core systems that are closed. It's very hard to integrate with. Um, and the reality is they can't, they can't deliver the type of data analysis and insights that, that companies that are built to do that can deliver. And that creates issues, right? So I think as new systems come along and new POS systems come along and they're more open, more integrate, it's easier to integrate and get data in and out of those platforms. I think, you know, that will start to get better, but right now that can be a heavy lift and it can be, it can be a struggle for companies. Um, the third one that we see is, you know, marketers know they should be using machine learning and data to do all these things, but many of them kind of put together this great program and it's and, and, and it has a lot of really interesting things for their clients, but they end up settling for less than what the program kind of is designed on the whiteboard because of their systems. Uh, and I think because of their current system limitations, it kind of dovetails back into number one, which is, you know, if we're competing with priorities and resources and those priority and resources are always, you know, geared towards legacy and upgrading core systems, at what point do you put the customer first? You know, at what point do you really say we have to invest in our customer platforms in addition to our point of sale and order management inventory systems? So um, that's a constant battle also. And I think those would be kind of the three main things that we see in the market. Okay. Um, when you look at uh, a brand uh, that's doing an exceptional job of creating customer loyalty, it could be a brand that, that, that you work with, of course. You know, what's one brand or potentially a few that you think does a really good job of you know, creating and sustaining and, and building customer loyalty? Yeah. 
anyway, there's there's a lot of them out there. I think that that do a decent job, and I think there's different kind of uh, factors that create loyalty. Everyone talks about Amazon Prime, right? It's a paid for loyalty program. The benefits are very clear. Obviously, they've had a ton of success with that program. It does change behavior, right? And customers feel connected to them. But um, and we they're not our customer in transparency. But um, one of our customers that we think is doing a really good job is a company called New Seasons Market. They're a regional grocer in the Northwest. And they really have used the platform to deeply understand their customers, care about where they shop at their stores. And they're doing things like um, they change the way their stores are laid out. They they look at the things that are important. So what they found out too is like Pacific Northwest, obviously there's a a huge kind of community feel if you're in cities like Portland and some of these other kind of Northwest cities. And they've done a lot of things around the program where you can redeem points for, 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 uh, you know, for charities. Um, they can gift it to other, other community events and community outreach type things. Um, and they're always working to optimize the program. For them, it is a process. They don't look at their program as an event and they really feel like their customers are changing, their customer needs are changing. Um, and they do things also like instead of if there's product recall, instead of just sending a blast to every single person in the database, they actually know exactly who bought those products. And they say to them, hey, you bought this product on this date and you need, you know, and, and there's there's been some some uh, some things for the manufacturer that you need to be you know, uh, cognizant of. So they use it not only they use it on, on multi level of engagement and really gain deep understanding. So we think they're doing a really good job. OK, great. When you look at uh, kind of emotional loyalty, it's another big topic right now uh, you know, in our community. And how do you look at emotional loyalty? What does emotional loyalty mean to, to Clutch? And, and, and like the program you just referenced, you know, being able to donate to charities, being able to do uh, kind of unique experiences. What, 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 what do you see around emotional loyalty? Yeah. Well, hey, we're a Philly-based company, so it wouldn't be right if I didn't go through this interview with some type of Ben Franklin quote. But, you know, that quote of the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of a low price is forgotten, right? And I think that for us, emotional loyalty is that is that high quality, right? And when I say high quality, it's a quality around experience, right? It goes beyond convenience or price. And it's really about creating that connection, like I talked about in the beginning. And, and if you fit in with, with your customers' lives in a way that is appropriate for your brand, and you make their lives easier, you make their lives better, you know, by either making them smarter or making it more convenient. And when I say more convenient, not just to buy, but more convenient to do the things that are important to them. Like, hey, giving back to our community is very important for this customer segment. And we want to give them an ability to do that by shopping with our brand because it's important to us too. Um, so any of those positive experiences and those positive associations with your, with your value system as a customer and your value system is a brand, you know, we feel like that's really where the emotional connection comes. These people care about me. They care about who I am. They care about what, what I'm doing and they're fitting in with, with my, my value system. Absolutely. A lot of people have programs right now they have customer loyalty programs where they're really trying to work to, uh, towards deeper customer loyalty, uh, that, you know, deeper emotional connections. What are some ideas or a couple of pieces of information or best practices that you would recommend to brands to help build those deep connections, to help establish them and kind of, you know, embellish them? Yeah. I mean, hey, ultimately, the, the, the last thing you're going to do is come up with a program design. That's what we tell people, right? I think a lot of people come into this, come to our front door and say, we want to run a loyalty program and here's what we think we should do. And here's our, how much our points are going to be worth. And here's how we're going to, and we say, okay, well, well, that's great. But, you know, let's take a step back and say, you know, what are the goals of this program? Because when you think about how to engage customers, you know, 
especially on the emotional level and, and how to how to create things that are deeper connections, it's not the price, right? And, and trust me, there's there's value, right? And, and price has a place here and we do a lot of points and, and there's a lot of there's there's a lot of offer management and things like that. But so so value has its place, but I would say that it's probably the least strongest thing to create that emotional connection. So what we tell brands is, hey, use your data first to understand your customers and understand what really makes them tick, you know, because Mark, you and I could look very similar from a purchase pattern perspective, and we could be very different when it comes to what's important to us uh, with what we're doing, particularly in, in industries like grocery and things like that, where, you know, hey, we're going to store buy food, right? I mean, that's the end of the day we're doing, but you know, our value systems could be different and I could be very focused on different things and you could be very focused on charity and I could be focused on, on different things that kind of make me tick. So uh, as you as you get your arms around the data, then really figure out what your program design needs to be. And, and we find some key things are one, how do I feel smarter dealing with your brand? How do I feel more informed? How do I feel recognized as a customer? How do I, you know, look, Everything as a consumer, we all feel this, right? When you buy something from a brand, when you get over that hump and you make that first purchase, it's like, okay, I bought from this brand. Now I'm expected, like there were some expectations I had going into that purchase. And first of all, do you fulfill my expectations as, as part of the purchase? But then the bar goes up, right? Once I start buying from you, I feel like you should know something about me. Now, if I buy once a year, maybe the bar is a little bit lower than a place I'm buying once a week, but we have to continually use that data to get smarter about those customers so that we can send them meaningful engagements and anticipate their needs. So one of the things we do is use machine learning and, and predictive analytics to try to figure that out and get more and more you know, focused on doing that for them. Okay. Um, is there a trend, uh, current trend or technology uh, that you believe is uh, something that brands should be focused on? Uh, is, it, is it machine learning? Is it artificial intelligence in its true form that could help them drive that deeper customer loyalty? Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, with us, it's all about machine learning and predictive analytics and AI. And, you know, we, we throw around machine learning and AI in the same sentence. And AI is very different than machine learning, as you know, from a tech, you know, being a technologist. But, um, Either, either of those things, you know, models that really help us because the amount of data we have, we can't physically call every single customer and tell them how great they are. So we have to figure out how to use data to, to figure out how we can get smarter about how loyal and what degree of loyalty we have with each customer. You know, um, so that's definitely the technology that we think we're investing in. And I think the market's going to be investing in at large is the more automation that can take place to really feel personal touch is going to be is going to be something that we think is going to be a benefit to the customers and the end users for sure. Absolutely. So, if you look uh, six months, maybe a year down the road, uh, how do you think customer loyalty programs, strategy, and customer experience uh, is going to evolve? Yeah. So it's going to be more about experience and spend and get. You know, I think there's going to be a hybrid model of there's going to be always kind of a value component. But I think what's interesting for us is we don't think about it as you know a lot of brands kind of step out there and say hey, we need a loyalty program for all our customers. And that's like one loyalty program and we're going to try to touch as many people and make that as specific as we can. But we think about it differently. We think about you should have thousands of loyalty programs. You should have one-on-one-to-one -on -one loyalty programs. So if you have a million customers, you know, is there a world where there's a million loyalty programs? And you know, do you have the systems and data set up to say, hey, I'm getting different kind of rewards and different kind of interactions than you are for buying from the same brand because the things that are important to you are different than what's important to me. 
And I think largely, you know, that's a pretty big paradigm shift. You know, a lot of people think about it as hey, we have one program for our loyal customers. It's very binary, kind of like I said in the beginning. And we kind of think about it like there's a whole bunch of different people. Let's run different kind of loyalty programs and different incentives and different experiences that are important to different cohorts of people. And, you know, do you truly get to a one-on-one loyalty program? You know, probably not, but, you know, you could run thousands of programs across millions of customers if you had the right technology. Certainly, you know, that's how we think about it. So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves, but I think we're going to get more specialized loyalty that's going to be less binary and less single program focused and more customer focused. At least that's what we would hope. That's what we're trying to do here. And we think that would be great for the end user and great for brands. Okay, great. Well, Ned, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was uh, great getting to know a little bit more about you and also uh, what you guys are doing and seeing at Clutch. Uh, it's definitely uh, an interesting time to be in the market and look forward to learning more from you and your team uh, this year. Great. Well, thanks, Mark. Appreciate what you guys are doing and thanks for having me on. And uh, any help we can be, let me know. Absolutely. Thank you again. And thanks everyone for listening. Uh, tune back in uh, on Tuesday and uh, look forward to having uh, another great uh, feature. Thank you very much.